keeping you from being the best you can be. Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to talk about raising happy children. My guest is Patrick McMillan, author of An Exercise in Happiness and founder of TeachingHappiness.com. Let me tell you a little bit about Patrick. He is a children's book author, personal coach, and founder of TeachingHappiness.com, a sought-after speaker on the topic of happiness, emotional literacy, and raising self-confident, optimistic, and happy children. But most importantly to Patrick is his role as a dedicated and loving dad to his two sons, Hayden and Liam. Patrick's path to becoming the dad he has become was very rocky and seemed uphill all the way because, like many parents, Patrick struggled with the memories and emotional scars from his own unhappy and abusive childhood. On his own, since the young age of 15, Patrick held on to the belief that if he was ever to become a father, he may very likely repeat the cycle of abuse toward his own children. This deep-rooted fear convinced Patrick he would never become a dad until he was forced to face his fear head-on after getting married at 30 years old and becoming a dad at 35. Realizing this was life-changing opportunity to break the cycle of disconnected and emotionally abusive parenting, Patrick began his own studies in emotional development and the science of happiness. He then became a stay-at-home dad when his first son was just a year and a half old, and he stayed in that role for seven years, during which time he wrote his first book for children, An Exercise in Happiness, which is now used in elementary school classrooms around the world. Welcome, Patrick. Well, thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. You know, I'm so excited to, to talk to you about the specifics of your work because I just think that um, uh, parenting issues are so valuable. And, um, you know, in my experience and certainly in my practice, all parents want their kids to be happy. And I think I've heard that time and time and time again. I just want them to be happy. And so I think that's a universal or almost a universal it seems to be everyone, every, almost every single parent I've ever asked that question of what do you want most for your children. Yes. Um, if they were to list the top three wants, happiness mm-hmm. is always one of them. It's either exactly. the first or it's always in that top three. Exactly. And, uh, and it, it seems to be the one that um, is the most elusive. It's uh, the one that, you know, when asked, how, how could you help your child um, how could how could you help achieve that that want mm-hmm. for your children? And um, a lot of people are very become very blocked. Um, exactly. I think they don't know how. They don't know. They maybe don't know how to achieve it for themselves, and they certainly don't know how to teach it. Right. And there's also, I think, a little bit of a misconception too when it comes to the the concept of happiness. I mean, happiness, of course, is an internal. Um, it, it's it's you know. It's very personal. What mm-hmm. makes one happy doesn't necessarily make another happy. Um, and another big misconception is that um, you cannot be happy all the time. You're not supposed to be happy all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're supposed to be able to feel the wide range of emotions that we feel. Um, you know, and there's the, just even in words, the, the pursuit of happiness. Well, Happiness isn't necessarily a pursuit. It's more of a discovery. Um, mm. Gives that perception that it's something you're chasing after that's outside of yourself. Right. Where happiness is actually internal. It's inside you. And that's mm. really where the whole discovering happiness comes from. It's more about discovering what it is that makes you happy. Right. Um, Part of discovering know. who you are in general, I, I would guess. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, I mean, and when you, uh, you know, everyone, really, when you ask them, everybody wants to be happier, Every, you of know, course. everyone would like to be happier, but you first need to define 
what it is that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and that's another misconception, too, of course, because there's the whole, you know, material wealth. That's, right. Uh, I, I, I kind of call that that surface happiness, that it, it, it's, you know, I'll be happy when I have right. money, I'll be happy when. And, um, and the truth of the matter is, is as human beings, we're very, very poor at um, predicting future, our future emotions, how right. happy we'll be. We tend to never be as happy as we thought we would be when that we have that experience. So it's really, you know, it gets, it, it's very interesting, but, and it's made so complex, but it can be simplified and that's right. the, that's, the, uh, that's what you do simple I think that you know your book seems to have broken down the the happiness issue into a simple maybe not easy but simple exercises and principles yeah well and to that I'm a firm believer too that you know knowledge is wonderful, but that knowledge really kind of is pointless if it's not put into practice, right. if, it's not, if action isn't taken. And so reading a book and understanding the content of the book is one thing, but then putting it into action was one of the things I wanted to do. And because I talk about, um, you know, some, some of the things that, that inherently make us feel better, I, I have these activities in the book that... Kids get to experience, well, parents as well, get to experience that, that what, they, what they've just read. Right, you know? right. They get to actually walk it out. And I think you're making a, um, an important distinction there as well in that one of the things that you do in the book, which I particularly appreciated, was that you help kids understand that there's a difference between what I think, what I feel, and what I do. And those, that's just critical. I mean, I get a lot of adults who come in and don't really get that there's a difference between thinking and feeling. You have two distinct right. states. Yeah. Extremely. And, um, and that's the thing, too. You know, I mean, when it comes to um, our emotion system, our thinking and feeling system, uh, you know, and how that works or how to even gain greater control of it, just like anything, if you want to gain greater control of something, you need, you need to first learn the basics of how it works. Right. And, you know, understanding that, uh, you know, I, I think, too, one of the big things about when it comes to emotion, especially negative emotion, um, we are kind of almost raised to believe that those feelings are bad. Mm-hmm. We place mm-hmm. those. I mean, even we even say, "I'm I'm feeling bad today," mm-hmm. or that makes me feel that makes me feel bad. Well, as a child, it, when you equate that word "bad" mm-hmm. to something, I mean, bad behavior. You're a bad boy, or you're you know, that was a bad thing you did. And then now, when you're saying, "Well, my that how I'm feeling is bad," mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a very incorrect. Um, uh, way to look at it because we have to be able to feel those emotions so they can't be bad. They're not bad. It's not bad to feel sad. That's right. one of the little things I write in the book is that it, 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 feeling sad is not a bad thing. Right. You know? and, and I know that a, a lot of times for parents it's really difficult because they don't want their children to feel bad. And so right. sometimes they do whatever they need to do to stop that bad feeling, when in fact maybe that so-called bad feeling needs to allow to be allowed to come into full emergence, so that we understand more about you know where it comes from, what it means, and give the child an opportunity to make different choices. That's exactly right, and and um, um, there is um, you know the understanding too that. Um, when you're going to emotion, try to emotion coach your children, one of the, the big things, that you, one of the first steps is to acknowledge how they're feeling mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that, that you know, I understand that how you're feeling. You know, I can, I can see that you're sad. Mm-hmm. And that's understandable. Everybody feels sad from time to time. Right. Uh, and by, by first acknowledging it and letting them know that it's 
it's okay. It's 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 not a bad thing to feel mm-hmm. sad. It's not even a bad thing to be angry. We have right. to be able to feel those emotions. Absolutely. Um, you know. Um, so I, I think that's a that's a big part of it is under you know trying to trying to help your child understand first of all that it's okay and that they're in control of it mm-hmm. that they're in control of how they think right right and and it's just so powerful sometimes even just for parents to help children have the appropriate label like okay that's anger that's sadness that's disappointment that's frustration whatever it may be to be able to have the right label to say oh yeah that's what that is because yep. otherwise it's yep. confusing exactly and when they run, understand too that that all of uh, the wide range of emotions that we feel we have to be able to feel all of those absolutely so, you know when you when you are feeling that way and of, and of course too that uh, the way i i look at it is if if you're feeling a certain way that you're you, that you're not it's not making you comfortable you don't like how you're feeling you don't like the feeling of being angry at this particular time, or you don't like the feeling, the, the sad the sadness that you're feeling, to understand that, first of all, it's okay, but you also have control in that there's things that you can do to start to change those feelings. Exactly, exactly. And, and start with changing how you're thinking. Exactly, changing how you're thinking, that's totally... Um, accurate and and I think um, we need to get ready to take a short break here and right. and as we go to break we're going to be reminded to don't worry be happy with Bobby McFerrin and old tune and we'll be right back with my guest Patrick McMillan talking about how to raise happy children be right back <laughs> Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's DrSanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking today with Patrick McMillan, founder of TeachingHappiness.com. And, you know, we've been talking about some of the really important specifics of, of your work 
And I wonder, um, Patrick, where do you think people should start when, when we're looking at how to provide what we all want for our kids? That's a, uh, that's a great question is, is that starting point. Where do, where mm-hmm. do we start? Where do we start, um, yeah. Where do we start? Well, of course, you know, yeah, the, what we all want for our kids, we want them to be happy. And I think the number one starting spot is to, to assess your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Assess your own level of happiness. But um, I heard uh, someone say years ago, they referred it to, to it as, or, or equated it to the oxygen mask that falls from a... Yes, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when you're flying and, and there's a loss of pressure, the, you're told to put your oxygen mask on first before helping a child because the truth is if you're if you're incapacitated and you can't you won't be able to help your child so the truth is to really assess your own happiness because um that's you're you're certainly modeling that for your kids Mm -hmm. and um you know understanding how that by taking part in the in in this with your children at the same time. That's where the big benefit was for me. I see. um, Putting this together and actually doing it with my kids. And like the activities within the book, I would do myself as well. Right. I I think that must be essential. It it is. And and that's putting on the oxygen mask. And, and, um, you know, there's there's big strategies. Because there's, you know, we, uh, I personally had a lot of, for lack of a better word, demons in my in my childhood that I that mm-hmm. were, I was hanging on to, and I had to figure out how what would be the best way, or how what's the most effective way to um, to get rid of the or to to replace them really mm-hmm. to replace those uh, yucky feelings that I had from my childhood, and and what were the things that were making me unhappy, and by recognizing those. You know, I, I I could address them, and there's a couple of strategies that I've used that that are just fabulous. And and what they come down to really, the number one is forgiveness when it comes mm-hmm. to your past. Um, for me personally, uh, it, mm-hmm. that was the most powerful way to um, to change a pattern mm-hmm. uh, from from developing. You know, by uh, how I could help myself. I do talk about uh, forgiveness and gratitude uh, in the book for kids and and learning what forgiveness really is, uh, especially when it comes to a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the big part for me. That's why how I was really able to um, to become the, the, the dad that I never expected I would be. Mm-hmm. To really allow yourself to move forward by some of the letting go work. And, and it sounds like you really wanted to make a, a new paradigm for yourself. I, I did. And I, I, I learned about, well, I was actually, I, I'd heard and seen throughout my, throughout my life something called transgenerational pattern, how we can subconsciously repeat the patterns of, of disconnect, of uh, even emotional abuse. And, um, and, and a pattern really can't, change unless it's recognized. And when I started to see that I, my father was actually repeating a pattern that he had experienced from mm-hmm. his own father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, so he and, didn't and know I any was, better? He didn't know any better. He didn't have really the tools uh, that I had available to me. Mm-hmm. And in order to see that pattern and to say, hey, hold it, you know what? I have the power to change that pattern. Mm-hmm. I have the power to be happier myself. And by doing that, I'm modeling that for my kids. Right, right. So and I, I think that's the biggest way. You know, I mean, you're, you're sharing with us some um, more dramatic examples. And I would also encourage everyone who's listening who, who wants to do this work with their kids to look at everyday examples as well. One of my favorite um, examples is a number of years ago, I was working with a lady who she was complaining she couldn't get her kids to do their chores or do their homework, and she would nag on them, and it would be, you know, really negative. They'd be complaining, blah, blah. And then she sat down 
to do her work to pay the bills and balance the checkbook. And as she did so, she paid attention to what was coming out of her mouth. And she was negative and she was complaining and she thought to herself, oh my goodness, what kind of role model am I being for these kids? No wonder they don't want to do their work. I'm doing nothing but complaining about my work. Brilliant. So, you know, that's a, a an everyday example that I think we can all relate to. And, and I like people to say, okay, what am I doing here that that may resonate with the kids and and that I'd like to change? Right. And one of the big things, too, for me that, that really helped, um, because it, uh, especially when it came to the, uh, you know, Determining who I wanted to be as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I was, for most of my adult life, I, my, my attention was really focused on who I didn't want to be as a parent. Ah, yeah. I was focused on not being my dad. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on the kind of dad I don't want to be. And then it just dawned on me. I was like, well, then it kind of makes sense how that pattern tends to repeat, even if mm-hmm. it's something you don't want to do. It's what you're focused on. Exactly. And when I changed that way of thinking and disregarded what I don't want and really focused on what I want, the kind of parent I want to be, mm-hmm. that made all the, all, a huge amount of difference. Mm-hmm. In, and then that allowed me really to open up to um, taking part in these activities with my children. Um, it made it so much, uh, so much more joyful, really. Right, and really, isn't that what we want? That's really, I think, joyful is so powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, we can open up that space, and you know, I know you talk about positive pa- parenting patterns. Yes, and, and, and I, how we get to create those exactly. You know? Uh-huh. And that's so exciting to be able to do and to hold that in your head if you go through the day. What are my positive parenting patterns that I'm that I want to operate out of today? And it's quite interesting. Um, uh, Dr. Martin Seligman, I'm sure you're familiar with, who, who mm-hmm. wrote The Optimist Child and uh, really kind of a founder of positive psychology. One of the one of his big focuses, as are a few others, are the development of uh, and recognition of character strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's almost the same, you know, by using those techniques to help our children recognize their character strengths, we can use those ourselves on a daily basis by recognizing our own character strengths as parents. Right, right. And, 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 and that really helps uh, us be mindful on a daily basis of what it is you just talked about, of, uh, you know, um, those and it brings joy to you. It makes you feel good. Exactly. It makes you, it, exactly you know. right. It makes you feel good. And that's what we all want. We all want to feel good. Yep. And, yep. Um, y- you know, one of the things that I think I liked most about your book is that really it, these are lessons that everyone can follow. Um, you know, your gratitude list. Uh, I think one of the most powerful things is helping people learn to to talk to their kids in the affirmative, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, because I, I certainly see people correcting kids, and and I ran a, a therapeutic day camp for ten years, and so oh. one of the things I used to really get after my counselors on is tell the kids what you want them to do, not what you don't want them to do, and if we oh. listen to parents talk to kids, it's always stop this, don't do that, instead of focusing on what do I want them to do. And that is such an incredible observation, too, because I observed, I noticed uh, in, I think it was in my son's third grade class, we were in for a parent-teacher conference, and I, and I you know, glanced up at the, <clears throat> the whiteboard, and there was a list of, of students' names on the, on the board, and I asked the teacher, what, uh, who are all those kids, like, why are their names on the board like that? Oh, those are all the kids. Um, who haven't handed in their their work yet. Ooh, public shaming. Exactly. And so what I thought is, I, well, interesting, and I even said this to her, I said, wow, you know, if I was sitting in your class, I'd be looking up at that board and going, well, I don't want my name up there. Mm-hmm. I don't want my name up there. 
And I'm a huge proponent proponent of focusing on what you want, not what you mm-hmm. don't want. Exactly. Wouldn't it be more effective to say all those kids are the ones who did hand in their homework? Yes, absolutely. And kids are sitting on, at their desk going, I want to get my name up there. I want to yes. get my name up on that board. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it was kind of a, a little light went off in, in the teacher's head. It was like, oh, well, that makes perfect sense. So she changed it. Yeah, I think that things like that are so powerful. And, um, you know, again, you have so many strategies like hot thoughts and cool thoughts and, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the amazing me list that I think just are wonderful tools for children and for their parents as well. No doubt. And, and that's... Um uh, that's one of the big things is, is really helping our kids recognize when they've used those core character strengths, not talents, but character mm-hmm. strengths. Right. Um, you know, being friendly and sharing and helping others and helping them recognize when they've used those strengths before and how it made them feel when mm-hmm. they use those strengths. Really beginning to link the, the behavior and the, and the feeling result up. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Very powerful. And I realize it's almost time for us to take another break, Patrick. So um, we're going to go to break with Don't Worry, Be Happy. And we'll be Mm -hmm. right back with Patrick McMillan. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are speaking today with my guest, Patrick McMillan, and he's teaching us how to raise happy children. And, um, you know, one of the thoughts I had, Patrick, about your book is that I, I certainly see lots of books, and, and parents ask me for books on specific issues with kids, like how to work with your child or help your child who has ADD or is anxious or depressed or OCD or whatever it may be. But your book is really for everybody. It's for every child, I think, and, and every parent, too, that, you know, has basic core skills that is for everybody. It, it is. And, um, and it's interesting, the 
you know, when I wrote it, um, I, I didn't write it really for the masses. I wrote it for, as something to do at home while I was a stay-at-home dad with my boys. And what ended up happening is, that, is one of their teachers called me um, and asked me what it was I was teaching my kids. And when I, reviewed, when I brought it in and showed her what, what we were doing at home, and she just loved it. She said, this is something that every kid in my class could use, and could you mm-hmm. put something together? Then the principal called me, mm-hmm. and um, she had heard about it and, and asked if I would do it for the entire school. Wow. Because it is, it was that type of thing that that yeah, it it, it it's kind of blanket. It is for everybody. In fact, mm-hmm. I've had <laughs> I've had uh, grown ups use it and comment mm-hmm. just on how its simplicity. Yes, you know? I mean it's it's clearly it's written for children, but the principles are universal. I think we. Right. I mean, all the time I tell people make a gratitude list. You know that that's not just for kids, right? And no. and and that's the interesting thing too. It's that one of the big things about infusing gratitude throughout the book was really to, uh, to for children or anybody for that matter, even parents, to experience how an intentional thought of gratitude when you when you're intentional about it, mm-hmm. um, it you can actually feel like it, it's almost a physical sensation of feeling better. It, that's really true. And uh, a couple of months ago, I had um, a guest, Dr. George Pratt, on, and he um, discusses the neuroscience of why that happens. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah, it's really awesome to, to really realize, you know, there's a reason of what's happening in the brain that uh, is translated into good practices like gratitude lists. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it and and I believe it has to be intentional, mm-hmm. um, and it, and and why it's so elusive for so many people, as I think too, because our our propensity toward the negative. The yes, negative and thought. there's a there's a, a biological basis for that as well. It has to do with Correct. survival. Yes, you know, that's, that's, and that's the interesting thing too. You know, you get it can get so deep and so complex as to mm-hmm. as to why that happens. You know, it's like, right. but we can all attest to it. We can all we all know that feeling. We all, you know, even if you've never heard of mirror neurons before, mm-hmm. you still can attest to having that when you see someone crying, but you don't know why. You instantly feel sad. Mm-hmm. Or if you hear, see someone laughing and you have no idea why they're laughing, you almost start to giggle um, without even getting into that, the, the, the complexity of the, you know, the neurology of it and how that works. We can all attest to it, you know? Exactly, it's, uh, exactly. It's just comforting to, to someone like myself to realize, oh, yes, there's a science behind it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that I, intrigued me. That, is, that still does, and that's, that's kind of thing intrigued me for years. Right. Um, <clears throat> but again, it came down to, okay, how do I get that message across to my children mm-hmm. in a way that they're going to get, you know? Um, and just that whole thing about, um, you know, no one, no one can crawl up inside your brain and make mm-hmm. you think something you don't want to think. Right. And right. if it happens, it's only because you l- allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. I remember you know, telling a, a kid a number of years ago who was struggling with some issues that he was the boss of his brain. And he looked at me and he said, wow, that's wow. really heavy. I'm the boss of my brain, and I said yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's, I'm the boss. We're all the boss of our brains. So yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I don't want to get away from, bef- uh, you know, you were talking about starting um, to be able to use the your book in schools. Yeah. And and I'm assuming that that your kids' school was the first one, um, but I know it's used worldwide now. So mm-hmm. how do how does that happen? Like, if a parent used your your work and thought that it would be valuable in her child's school, how would they okay. get in? How would that work? It just they could certainly give my contact information to um, 
to, to either the teachers or the, or the principal, mm-hmm. and, um, and we can make arrangements um, to have it, have it at their school. Uh, it's, um, like I say, it's been a, a, lot, of, um, a lot of teachers have, have the, you know, the ability or the, to have it in their own classroom. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, certainly principals have the ability to say, hey, we'd like to do this for all of our students or, um, or you know, individual. It's, it's perfect for at the coffee table mm-hmm. or at the kitchen table at home or in the classroom, you know, because it really, that, um, there's that 30-day activity, uh, you know, the daily activities. Mm-hmm. And th- those only take a few minutes. So I think that's what, what teachers like is, is it's, it's a wonderful way to start the day. Yes, it, it is, and and then it um, even though it only takes a, a few minutes, I think it becomes like part of the consciousness, part of a way of thinking. Um, and I, I know I mentioned earlier about um, the idea of your work with emotional literacy and emotional intelligence, and I think that's really what skills that we're talking about now. You know, to be able to to have. Um, basic skills that help us deal with our emotions, and that's Correct. not and taught anywhere. Emotions of others, you know. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, and and that is the basis of it. It's it's developing that emotional literacy, emotional intelligence, um, and understanding too. I think one of the things that really got me <laughs> was understanding the the I guess the the biology of stress mm-hmm. and how that affects the brain and our ability to learn and absorb information. Mm-hmm. So one of the big con- things I, after learning this years ago, uh, before sending my kids off to school in the morning, was I would focus in the morning on um, making it a stress-free morning. That's why using these activities at home was so powerful. Even a couple of them in the morning, we talk mm-hmm. about gratitude or, or you know what we're grateful for this morning. Mm-hmm. What do we? And that's a great to way to start today? the day. It is because you know the truth is is that when I, and I remember this as a child myself because I would I would wake up stressed mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. It was just <laughs> constant stress. I I, I look forward. I would look forward to leaving the house. I couldn't wait to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. It was that stressful. Mm-hmm. But I also noticed, too, that I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't right. concentrate when I was at school. I was so filled with stress. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, was, it, affected, it affected me terribly. So I think going off to school in the morning, um, and we want our kids to be able to retain and learn what they're, what they're there to learn, uh, we have to help them out by, by pr- not... Providing them stress in the morning, the yelling, right. the screaming, and all that—that's um, a big part of, of how to help your how to help provide your kids with what you want most for them. Right, right, exactly. So that they, you know, when they can be fully present when they're in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know one of the things that you say, Patrick, is that it's never too late to be happy. Nope. Yeah. Never. So. <laughs> tell, it, well, tell us more about that. To break those patterns or, or those, you know, those um, habits of unhappiness, you can replace those. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah, you were talking about replacing the old habits of unhappiness. Yes, and yes. by by replacing them with new habits of happiness, and that's kind mm-hmm. of what this the thirty day activity is really designed to do too, is to tar- start developing that habit of starting your day feeling grateful right and even after the um, 30 days I mean these are patterns we want to lay down uh, that last really a lifetime are they not exactly well they are and and I think when they become habitual when you start to see I mean this is even just what I've done personally I mean things in life go up and down and I mean things are going to happen and and like I said when you're when I'm when I'm personally feeling a way that I don't want to feel if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm divorced, but very amicably. But there are certainly times that, that, you know, you get that frustrated feeling. And, you know, I don't like feeling that way. So I will intentionally think of reasons why I'm grateful mm-hmm. for my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it, that is, I think, honestly, gratitude is probably one of the fastest, most powerful ways to change the way you're feeling. Right. And uh, 
And that's kind of what I wanted to really instill in my kids is that they have that, that, that you have that tool. You have that little, um, you know, some ammo against uh, negative feelings. You mm-hmm. have it. It's all in your intentional thinking. Right. And, and, you know, thoughts create everything, as I think that's another point that you, you in your 30-day program, you have the kids work with. Mm-hmm. And that's actually why one of the chapters in the book mm-hmm. is that thoughts create everything. I right. mean, really, that's a, that was kind of a profound thing. I watched my son's eyes just light up when I kind of explained that. I said, you could, you could look around at anything. Mm-hmm. If it's not part of nature... You know, if it's not a cloud in the sky mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Or, or, or a mountain, um, you know, somebody thought to put right. that there. Or exactly. somebody thought to make that, you know. And exactly. So everything begins with a thought. Right, and and I think it's it's really powerful when kids can begin to realize that. I mean, all of us need to, but certainly with children, we want them to learn, yes, you yeah, know, and, and that's something too, they I, have I, I want, power over. Right. Exactly. And one of the things I wanted to kind of stress, too, is that um, it is, like you said, it is an ongoing thing, something that you develop a habit of doing all the time. And it, it's not something that you're going to, especially in your little, in your little ones, you know, third to fifth grade, um, it's not going to be overly instantaneous that all of a sudden they've developed these habits of, of joyful thinking and they know how to handle it's it's a it's it's a work in progress mm-hmm. you know and, uh, and that in fact it's a process not an event ex- very well put yeah but i think you know one of the things they learn faster than we do i'll say that and and uh, we are getting ready to take another break so we'll be right back with my guest patrick mcmillan <laughs> to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Welcome back, everybody. Um, you know, Patrick, as we begin this last segment, I want to make certain that, that I, I thank you really for your time today and the information you're sharing with us. I think it's so important for parents, for all of us, but for parents in particular. And thank you so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. Um, you know, the way I look at it, almost selfishly too, it's like, well, you know, if I can help other kids be happier, it's just going to make mm-hmm. create a happier place for my kids too. Exactly, you and know? for all of us, you know, for yeah. all of us really. And and if you if you would please, can you tell uh, my listeners how they can find you? Where do they reach you? Yes, well, my website is teachinghappiness.com. Um, there is a um, there's a small little uh, form on my on my homepage there that if someone had a question or uh, wanted to contact me they can either do so through that little form on my website or my my email as well is patrick at teachinghappiness dot com and can they purchase your books on your website yep. or where do they yep. go they can do they can purchase it right on the website at teachinghappiness dot com they'll get a really good idea too of in addition to what we've been talking about but. They can get the book, and they can read all about it on the website as well. You know, I I um, I think that in some ways it, it's probably a good idea to have, depending on how many kids you have. But I think each child should have their own copy of the book, and the parents yeah, should have you know, a copy. Yes, and it is it's it's an ebook. So mm-hmm. um, what I encourage parents to do too is if you you know print off a few, uh, the activity pages if mm-hmm. you have. Um, um, and that's really what I did, is I print off the activity pages. Um, you know, we read it together as a PDF, but I have the printed activity pages for, for both of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they can certainly uh, print off the activities for all their kids, and um, it works that way, for sure. And, and, and I like what you said about kids um, and parents working together with the book, but I, I might take it one step further and have parents read the book themselves first. Yes. And, and so that they know what the goals are and are familiar with the exercises. And then, as you've suggested, work together with the child exactly. on the exercises. And that, yeah, and, and you had mentioned the one activity in the book, um, the Amazing Me List. Uh-huh. And that is, that is an activity that is really does require a, almost the parents' assistance to help them mm-hmm. recognize, hey, do you remember that when we were at, that par- at the park and you were so nice to that little boy and you made that friend that day? So helping them recognize those. The specifics of, are. of what makes yeah. them amazing, amazing Correct. characteristics, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's so easy for, for all of us as parents to want to be correcting instead of uh, praising and, and telling them in very specific ways. What are those amazing things that, that yeah, you do? Yeah, let's tell them what's right with them, not what's wrong with them. Exactly. You know? Exactly, yeah. And, and it's kind of fun, I think, with kids as they begin to tell us what's right with us. Right. You know, that that's pretty cool, too. It's like, wow. I love and, it. You know, sometimes they it, it makes you realize, oh, they noticed. <laughs> oh. Right. <laughs> you know? And they notice a lot more than we give them credit for. Oh, way more than we give them credit for, you know. So, um, so uh, what, what do you think is the most powerful lesson that uh, is in your book for people or, or just for parents in general? What do you think is the most powerful lesson? You know, and I think you brought it up in the, be- in the very beginning of the show, is that our thoughts create our feelings. Mm-hmm. And we ultimately have control over h- how we think. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Giving ki- letting kids know that, that, and ourselves know, you know, that we have control over that. You know, right. um, that as challenging as it may sound, um, and sometimes is, um, you can face a challenge, and then you can intentionally think what you want to think to make yourself feel the way you want to feel. And 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 don't discount negative emotions; they have to happen. Right. You know, and it's that's just those part are, of those life. Those are the really big. And and I think. Um, 
you know, you're talking about thoughts creating reality, which is, of course, true. I think one of the things sometimes it's a challenge for people is to ferret out those thoughts because we see behavior. That's easy. And feelings, you you know, we know how we're feeling. But sometimes our thoughts fly by so rapidly that it takes a moment to say, well, wait a minute here. Let me figure that out. You know, and it and if we feel bad, it's usually there's a negative thought in there. They shouldn't have done that to me. That was mean. You know, whatever it is, that I think there's a, a skill in learning how to to ferret out those thoughts so that we can change I think them. The key thing, the key thing you said there is is to give yourself that moment. Mm-hmm. To give yourself that moment to 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 gather those thoughts, to sit back and breathe. If you, if you have to go into, um, go into the bathroom and sit for a few minutes and take some deep breaths and identify with what you're thinking, um, yeah, give yourself that, that moment, you know. Right, and, and sometimes I, I, um, I had a guest recently talking about a brain break that you can take maybe two or three minutes and just mm-hmm. quietly sit and breathe. And sit and breathe. And I think during those times, uh, a lot of whatever it is can filter up, if you will. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Yeah, that's, I think, really powerful because it's easy to see the behavior and it's easy to discern the feelings usually. Not so much the thoughts until you get practiced at it. Right, right. And and, and that's something, too, that, you know, let your kids know that you're, you're doing that. Because mm-hmm. they're going to see that that's, a, that's something that, that's a tool you have that you use and that they have the ability to do that too. That exactly. they can take a few minutes. They can gather their thoughts. They can take some deep breaths as well. Mm-hmm. And that we don't have to have an answer instantaneously. It can no. be like, well, wait just a minute here. And, and I like yep. what you said about modeling that and just say, well, let me think about it for a minute. And, and again, I think that that's so powerful. So on that note, Patrick, I thank you once again. I really appreciate your time today, and it's been fun and enlightening. Well, thank you. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you once again, and I hope uh, everyone will join me next week. We're going to continue our theme of parenting, only we're switching gears, and we're going to be talking about pet parents. Um, Our favorite animal communicator, Joan Ranquette, will be here with us next week, and she's going to be talking about her new book, Energy Healing for Animals, and telling us about her recent trip on uh, swimming with the wild dolphins. So I hope you'll be able to make time for us next week. By the way, you can keep up with my guests and my show if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Dr. Linda Sanicola. And I I leave you with the, the paraphrase of the words of Robert Heinlein today. Don't handicap your children by making their lives too easy. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week.